You are now listening to a Rabble Press podcast. I didn't expect some kind of cinematic inquisition. Nobody expects a cinematic inquisition. Welcome, everybody, to the Cinematic Inquisition. My name is Tyler Hoskin. Joining me today is Mark Bunn. Hey, hey, hey. And Lindsay Shrapko. Hello. Hello. It's been a long time. <laughs> it's been a while. Uh, no, nobody? All right. Moving no. On. No, only Chris will do it. No, only Chris will oh, do no, it. Oh, no, I got it. But <laughs> No, but Chris sings lungs with him. I do not. That's true. Uh, all right, so um, last weekend, their Ghostbusters came out, and King Richard came out. We uh, we made some guesses. Uh, I went. We all went Ghostbusters. I went sixty five point three four. Mark went sixty five point six, and Chris went thirty eight point six two. Two of the number. We got number five, Dune, 3.1. Number four, King Richard with 5.4. Number three, Clifford the Big Red Dog with $8.1 million. Number two, Eternals with $11 million. And the number one movie, Ghostbusters Afterlife with $44 million. So Don't tell Chris that. Don't tell Chris. <laughs> if he ain't here, he doesn't win. Doesn't count. I'll that take that. <laughs> that way, I think Lindsay keeps the belt. Yeah, that that would actually. I mean, it stays in the household, really. Yeah. Jerks. <laughs> I I thought Ghostbusters may have made a little more than that, to be honest with you. But mm-hmm. yeah. That's what that's what Mark and I thought. We thought it was going to make at least twenty million dollars more, but lo and behold, it did not. All right. No. Um, so this. I think week, when Chris was talking to me, I said like fifty something. So I was still off. Still off, but not by much. Not by no. Not by much. So this week. This week, wide releases. We've got Encanto. Uh, the magical animated animated movie. Uh, We've also got House of Gucci, Mm -hmm. which is a crazy cast. Crazy cast. And I actually just realized, like I, I was reading a few articles. So I now kind of sort of know ish what the movie kind of is about. Maybe the house of Gucci. Yeah. Well, (laughs) Thanks. <laughs> no <laughs> problem. Uh, and then we've got Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City. I honestly didn't even know they were making another Resident Evil movie. No, it looks like a proper adaptation of the actual video game. Not that, uh, well, whatever that Miljovic series was. Yeah. I got nothing. Yeah, back. Ah, well. I'm not even sure what to pick. Tough. Oh, this is going to be ridiculous. So, 
Yes, box office challenge. Hold on. Pick your movie. It's all right. Who knows what it's gonna be? Nobody knows. Does anybody know? Is everybody no. ready? Nobody knows. Yeah. Uh, no. One, two, three, and go. Ah, yes, we all. Oh, we all picked different movies. Different movies. <laughs> yes. I was hoping that would happen. Uh, all right, so uh, Lindsay's going in Canto with 38.62. Bun's going <laughs> House of Gucci, 24.6. And I'm going Ghostbusters with 18.3. I just copied, you know, Chris's number and put a different name in front of it. <laughs> ah, you did. That's true. I didn't even notice. <laughs> very nice, very nice. All right. Um... We finally got. I had a pro, Mark probably didn't even watch it, but the we finally got a Spider-Man trailer, another one, like a actual. I, I watched did not it. Watch it. I no, watched yeah. it. Of course you didn't. Chris thought I was going to see it when we saw that uh, Ghostbusters movie, but they put the old trailer. I'm like, okay, good. Oh, nice. What would you have done? Just gone like la 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 la. I've done that before. Oh my dear lord. He he closed his eyes during the Star Wars trailer. Yeah, uh, and was still listening and heard the voice at the end. Yeah, and when I heard the Emperor's voice, I'm like, oh, well, okay, the Emperor's back. <laughs> <laughs> so that was funny. Um, yeah, so uh, we're not doing Ghostbusters tonight because life happened and I couldn't go see it. Um, yeah. Wife got and we, we didn't do last had- night and... Yeah. So anyway, yeah. how is she doing? By the way, hopefully good, yeah, recovering good, well. Better. Uh, told okay. She needed surgery on Tuesday. Had it Wednesday. Like you know, like it's been a roll- yeah. roller coaster, um, and pain. You know. Yeah. Apparently, wrist surgery is the worst surgery ever because it's just so painful. That's crazy. Couldn't imagine the amount, no. of, the amount of stuff that you do with two hands is insane. Think about it. Yeah, I have learned how to put up hair in a ponytail. <laughs> <laughs> like that's that's how that's how it's going right now. But that's it. You you can't. And again, I mean, I am I'm very left handed, so left handed. My right is useless a lot of the time. You still need two hands to, to put your hair up. Yeah. So. And yeah, thank God it was. So she's right handed, and her left hand got hurt. So she can still of do course. a lot of things, which is good. Anyway. Oh. That's good. So, uh, two days after surgery, I didn't really want to leave her alone on so many meds. Meds and. So I'll be watching Ghostbusters probably this week coming, uh, and we'll talk about it next week. Um, but we we had a backup plan, kind of. <laughs> uh, we're doing. I have to learn to read. We're doing, we're doing last night in Soho. It came out probably what about yep. a month ago in theater, something like that. Yeah. Uh, and then was on, it's on digital somewhere. That's how I saw it. <laughs> Me too. Oh yeah. How we all saw it. Yeah. 
Uh, oh, you didn't go to the theater? I couldn't find anyone to go with. Ah, uh, yeah. I'm still. Oh, theater. I wasn't sure how this was going to go for me. I didn't know. To be honest, I didn't see any trailers. I didn't. I I knew nothing. <laughs> I knew absolutely nothing going into this movie. I had no freaking clue. Uh, girl going to fashion school. I was like, all right, sure, whatever. And then I didn't even know that. Ensues. What the fuck? Right. I I knew I knew the title of the movie, <laughs> and I knew Edgar Wright wrote and directed it, which made me want to watch it. Yeah, that was but enough that- for me. That was enough for me. And being, knowing that director and knowing how he puts music to movies, the first song got me hooked. So I'm, I'm all in it because I, I, I love the songs from that era. And, you know, throughout the movie, you're actually quite surprised how many songs were actually covers of songs from back then when you're listening to it. Oh, yeah. Like George Harrison's. I'm like, whoa, that's a cover. Right? Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. I thought the same thing. I'm like, wait, what? He didn't, huh? There was a couple of others, too, that I was yeah. actually quite surprised with that it, they were covers. And I'm like, wow, I guess I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So that was interesting. But yeah, there was a like I had I had no idea. I had zero idea of what was going to happen in this movie. And like the first few minutes of it, the most I, 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 I would gather is, I guess that, um, I've already forgot Ellie, uh, I guess is somewhat sensitive, psychic sensitive. Yeah. Like she can see her mom. Yeah. So, and it sounds like it may have, like throughout her life, it may have been more than just mom, but for the most part, it like the, she had some sort of sensitivity to like dead yeah, people. Yeah, and, and grandma's completely aware of it, and is worried about her uh, when she decides to move to London because they were out in the country, so it's a little bit more isolated. So it's able to keep it under control. But with all these people, and then you see what happens when she gets around all these people. How crazy it gets for her and overwhelming it gets. You see why grandma got worried. Right. Now, talk about bad timing. Oh, you know, she she right? So, you know, she's she starts this, you know, fashion design college and you know, right away you knew her roommate was gonna be a person. And, uh, sure enough. Just Jacosta. Jacosta. See you next Tuesday. You no, know, sure enough. Exactly. You know, she just, she wasn't a nice person and, uh, and super competitive because, you know, when she explained how her mom killed herself, oh, my great uncle uncle did it too. Yeah. Yeah, My great uncle. Oh, so brave. So brave. (laughs) So brave. (laughs) And you know, those girls and you just want to punch them because it's so brave. Shut up. So, you know, she's. Wanting, you know, she she realizes very quickly, like they go out that night, and you know, Jacanda brings home a guy, and she falls asleep in the couch and in the in the main room, and late for class and everything. She's got to get out of there, so it isn't surprising that she had to go find a flat to to live in. Yeah, 
which is called the bedsit. I did not know that. That must be an English thing. Yes, likely. I did. I did not know. Did not know that's what it was called. Hmm. So she finds this lovely place. It, it typical of all those, you know. Why? Why isn't this room ever getting rented out? As the blue and red light flash constantly in the window. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But that first night, she she's dreaming, but it she's not dreaming, but she is dreaming. And we meet this other person. And you notice it at the beginning because she was looking at her reflection and in the reflection was Sandy. And she tapped the glass. This almost, to me, it, it felt that... And this goes back to, like, heroes. Yeah. You know, when the one... I, like, the... the Ali Larder? Yes, her character, yeah. like when they'd be arguing in the mirror and then the one gets trapped or whatever. But it, mm-hmm. it, it felt very much like a transition between characters that she's portraying but not portraying at the same time. So when she tapped the glass at that very beginning, she sort of became Sandy in a way in her dreams. Yeah. yeah. So we get to learn, you know about this girl Sandy that we don't really know if if she's real or not but because we know a little bit about her her psychic sensitivity we assume that it's based off of a real person mm-hmm. and it's 1965ish late 60s because uh the movie Thunderball came out in 65 so i assume that's the year it took place because you see that big yes. thing with James yes. Bond. And when we meet Sandy in the dream, um, just like every other girl, and I must be every other girl in London at this point, because, you know, the same thing happens in the States with Hollywood. It's they want to become a star yeah. and they want to be a star at the, the biggest stage possible. And you have this, confidence and and charisma to sort of get you through the door but you don't really know where to go from there mm-hmm. enter jack or matt smith oh i did not like his character <laughs> oh. i don't think you were supposed to like he was a douchebag yeah yeah for sure he was a big ass douche but you know we we're introduced so he goes to take her you know to try and get her you know, some kind of gig. We don't know what. We assume it's the same thing. So when when she enters this club, there's a girl singing on stage, and you're assuming that that's the type of thing that it's going to be. And he takes her to uh, the Rialto, right? Rialto. Mm-hmm. And she does Downtown, which is one of, like, I, I love that song. So I, you know, again, I'm getting sucked in between the music and and what's happening? I'm getting sucked in, and it all seems good. You know that first little dream sequence with with Sandy and Jack, and them, you know, teeing and running away, and, and Ellie wants to you go know, back to to sleep to have another dream and to find out what's on. happening. Yeah, and I, I want to say that dance sequence. When they're alternating between two, I thought that was a fantastic scene. Right? The editing was 
top notch. I'll be, I was in awe of that scene. No. Oh yeah. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely agree because the they did it so well to keep the focus on Matt Smith when it changed from Sandy to Ellie and back. Yeah. But not so much that it felt like there was a break in the scene itself. Yeah. yeah. It was amazingly well done. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. Yeah. And throughout the and movie, then, like these little touches, like he, like, he, like there's a shot in the puddle when it's Ellie, Eloise running and it's actually Sandy running. Like all these little things throughout the entire movie. He, he and that's it. Like even when movie. Sandy was wa- walking down the stairway and you could see Ellie's reflection in the mirror. Yeah. And sometimes they were in sync. Sometimes it was Ellie sort of standing like watching, a third person perspective, yeah. yeah. But watching what was happening, like it, mm-hmm. it was very well done. Mm-hmm. And I, again, I, I don't expect anything less from Edgar Wright. It's yeah. just one of those things that you're like, that was done brilliantly. Oh, right. It was Edgar Wright. How could I yeah, just not assume is. things were, yeah. right? And during the time, you know, so Ellie's getting these fashion ideas from mm-hmm. these dreams. And is making all the boys and girls jealous because Jacanda just can't. Jacosta. Jacosta, Jacanda, can't. <laughs> I did not like her at all whatsoever. <laughs> but it gets dark real Over. fast. Oh, yeah. So, like, well, was- I heard that this there was a horror element to this movie, and I'm like, at this point, I'm like, where's the horror element? Like, I'm not getting any sense or vibe of it at all and i i i read and it was just very brief because i was trying to see when the release date was and all that mm-hmm. and i did read it it said something like drama thriller horror and i'm like horror yeah i can't you know like uh again horror okay so when we're we're going back into these dreams and and ellie is being sandy in these dreams and all of a sudden it's you oh so you know you think it's oh it's her big shot and you see the one woman come out uh dress, dressed very scantily like here yeah like on marionette and you think it's oh that's gonna be her her big break but then and Eloise is like smiling ready for her to see it then then you don't see her and then the rest of the sort of chorus girls yeah come out and and there's Sandy and. The look on her face, it was brilliant. Like the actress and what's her name? Taylor, Anya, Taylor, Taylor Joy. Joy. Yeah. Like the look of defeat and disgust and this is not what, you know, I kind of what I was, yeah. you know, but I have to do this if I want to make it. Yeah. And that theme carrying on because, you know, Matt Smith, Jack does turns out to be a really not nice guy. You know, he he winds up instead of being her agent in yeah, he, aim yeah. turns out to be his her pimp. Mm-hmm. And he starts pimping her out and the other great like the other brilliance of of the following scenes is you know, when she's being introduced to these guys and it's, what's your name, sweetheart? Yeah. And you hear everything from Lexi to Alex to 
Alexandra to, you know, like she's Andy. not. Andy, yeah, exactly. Because every single time, like, she's not wanting to give herself yeah. over until this one guy where he's like, okay, no, what's your real name? Mm-hmm. Which I didn't quite put together right away. So, again, very well done, Edgar oh, Wright. Because well then she says, well, you a copper? Right? And then that pays off later off, which is fantastic. It does, but it again, I went down I went down the exact same rabbit hole Ellie did. Uh, yeah, and totally. Part, mm-hmm. part of the reason so and this is the thing. So Ellie, she's during her, her waking moments, you know, she's becoming more immersed in in the feel and aesthetics of the sixties and she goes to this small store and sees this jacket and it's the jacket that Sandy's wearing in her dreams. And, you know, then there's like this retro dress and she realized she doesn't have all that money. So she decides she needs a job and she takes the job at the bar and at this bar <clears throat> from the first night she was out and she recognizes this older gentleman. And it's funny because when he walked away, the first thing I thought of when he was walking away, this older guy was the doctor in my head. So it wasn't what it was just the yeah. doctor walking away, that sort of swagger. And I'm like, that's totally that guy. It's totally. Like, yeah, that. It looks like you could Terrence Stamp can pass up as an older version of Matt Smith. For sure. Right. So the walk and and the just how he was acting was just so almost on point with how. Matt Smith's character was acting that you're like, oh, it's totally that guy. Yeah, we don't really know this much. Like, all we know is he's he's a bit of a dick, right? Yeah, I, I like. But then even later on, like in the middle of the the film, when she's doing like when she's freaking out and running around the city, and she bumps into uh, Terrence Stamp, he immediately changes to Jack. So you assume okay, they're one of the same person in that scene as well, right? Right, and then and the same thing when he says. Um, you remind me of another blonde. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's all these little things that mm-hmm. you're like, that's Jack, <laughs> that bastard, <laughs> you know? I, so, did, I did like how they didn't use like an older version of Matt Smith. They didn't age him up and no, know, right. Like, even though it's not the same character, but even still like, aging Shh, up. we don't know that yet. Well, but yeah. you know, like, <laughs> we're not whatever linear. Whatever. Yeah, no, I get it. Right, I get so it. It's it's nice to screw with the 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 viewer to actually see that. Right, and then and get Mrs. Um, Mrs. Collins, so the woman who is overlooking the apartments. You know, I and it's funny because I'm watching her and I'm like, what the hell is she from? I, I, Come I, on, Game of and Thrones. And this is it. I'm, and there it is, because <laughs> you know how much I love that. But I'm rattling my brain, going through like Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, the, you know, at World's End, and be, I'm trying to think what movie was he was she in that he directed, and I'm like, she's not. So, and I'm like, oh crap, it's Game of Thrones, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it's Game of Thrones. Damn it. And but she reminded me she was kind of a mix. She kind of reminded me of the woman in Hot Fuzz who looked over the inn, just Mm -hmm. some of her demeanor and and the words she would use and things like that. And 
at the very beginning of the movie, it actually says for Diana because yeah, she passed away, she passed away yeah. last year. So, you know, it kind of all made sense at that point. I'm like that. Okay. Now that makes sense. So, but she did a good job too. Just being that secondary grandma figure mm-hmm. to Ellie, you know, like, not as harsh as uh, you've seen some of these characters be portrayed, but at the same time, pretty damn harsh. You know, no boys after eight and this, that, and the other thing. So, and she wasn't like she was in it, but not in it. Only when she needed to. And it was when, like, when Ellie, when she was having... So it was it Sean? Was that his name, Sean? The uh, the boy? Yeah. John. John. Yeah. I was close. Damn it. You know, it was, you know, they go they're working hard and he's like, "Let's go out and you know, they get a little Well, cuz she doesn't want to go home because she doesn't want to have any more of those dreams because she's freaked out from the she, last one, right? Right. So she's she's, like, she's getting a little freaked. It's it's getting intense, and part of it's because of all the gentlemen mm-hmm. callers and everything else, and her realizing, you know, that what she thought Sandy was doing, which was chasing her dream, yeah, it turned out to be somewhat of a nightmare, right? Mm-hmm. But they go out, they get drunk, and she kind and of there's an inference that yeah, she got uh, drugged, yeah. yeah, and I, you know, I thought that too, like even when what's her name, Tacosta. Jacosta <laughs> handed them the drinks. Yeah, I'm like, don't drink that. And yeah. it's just, the way it was, there was so much that it was like, there, there's there's bad shit in that drink. Yeah. The drink is watching you, for Christ's sake. Yeah, yeah a literal there's, eyeball yeah. in the drink. It's, it's watching you. There's something wrong with it. Don't drink. No, they drink it. But so they get drunk and, or drugged or whatever, both. Mm-hmm. And she takes John back to her room. And, you know, they're trying to be... Oh, before that, she's starting seeing some shit. She saw it on the dance floor, then she has to go outside, and she sees these ghosts on the streets as but well. Their faces are... Gone. Some of them are, but but then she some sees Sandy also, like, kissing one of the guys outside. She's like, oh. Because, and again, that alleyway where, yeah. you know, you again, it's the couples kissing and things like that, right? Yeah. You Again, done very well. Mm-hmm. So we go back to the apartment and the shit just gets real from there. Like yeah, yawned a, a real on the ceiling. Right. So now it's she's she's in a waking dream state. It seems like so she's conscious ish of what she's doing with John, mm-hmm. but unconscious enough that she's now kind of watching what the final moments really of Sandy. Yeah. <laughs> right. And it's dickhead Jack, you know, strangling her with a, a knife to her. And she, you know, she tries to get him off. She scratches him and he just, you know, <laughs> and Ellie, again, it's, it's getting so confusing. And Ellie's, Ellie's, just losing her mind 
and it's nothing that John's done, but it seems that way-ish, but not really. All she knows is Sandy's, like, just blood and everything. And there are some points in during these phases that she breaks that barrier between her world and that other world because when she screams at Jack to not touch her, she's screaming she's at screaming Jack. At John. Or, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And he looks Jack, at her. And Jack looks. Yeah, that's the... Yeah. There and there was a couple of times. Um, I don't oh, know if it was, was before or after that Sandy, scene. Sandy went and looked and saw her. Like they made eye contact. Yeah. Right. And all of these interactions, like, and and it's so I, and that's the one thing that I have a bit of a question mark of, but at the same time I don't because it, this the, these things have already happened. Mm-hmm. But how conscious is someone from the past who's getting projected to the past? How, yeah. how are they able to interact mm-hmm. like that? It, it's a nice little question mark. Unlike it's some like question a quantum marks. leap type of situation. Right. Exactly. So I accept that as, as it is, that she can kind of sort of break through, but it still mm-hmm. doesn't really matter yeah. in the long run. So yeah, so she's she's freaked out, and you know she's asking Mrs. Collins about the apartment and about a girl and if ever a girl was killed there and no and well she get, she she got really vague about that she's like oh you know every corner you can find someone who's someone died. Died. yes yeah. <laughs> so somebody has died there it wasn't yeah. a girl. <laughs> What and that's it. It's it was one of those aloof yeah. answers. Not really answering an answer. Kind of answer, but not really. Yeah. And and so Ellie goes back to class yet again and is working on this dress, that pink dress that we saw at the very beginning that Sandy had worn in her first dream. And these ghosts, apparitions, whatever you want to call them, like they're these they're the faceless suitors. I, I that like they're ghosts, but they're the ghosts of the men that took advantage of Sandy. So they're like these faceless. And we we find out <sighs> why later on they're faceless, which we get. Mm-hmm. But you know, for someone in this day and that would be terrifying. And of course, that's yeah. exactly what happened. She's terrified you know and she goes and I, is, this is the point where she she runs to the cops and you know is trying to explain i swear to god i yeah. see dead people yeah and this girl was murdered 40 years ago and no one's you know they're not buying into it men being men you know like when yeah. she goes to the bathroom and throws up and they're the ones that said hey did anyone give you a drink could they have slipped you something yeah flashback to the drinks being handed to her and she's like no no that, that no because if i say yes then you're, you're not gonna take me seriously at all right but and, after and all that says, you know that's why she says oh but i started seeing them before last night yeah exactly right so and you know she gets worked up in there and then you know she has to go throw up and of course when she's getting water the men's door opens and it's the one cop that was listening to her 
basically making fun of her. Mm-hmm. That doesn't help. You know, and the one, the female cop was like, no, no, I'm, I'm going to take this seriously, but we need more to go on. So to the library, you know, makes sense. We're going to go to the library and look at the microfiche of, yeah, find you know, some missing people during the 60s. Well, and this is what's funny, because it was at that point, you know, she's going through the microfiche trying to find, um, you know, the uh, an, a news article of a young blonde who was murdered or something like that mm-hmm. that was unsolved. And as she's going through them, I'm looking at the images and kind of catching the headline as it's going, because I don't want to stop this, right? Mm-hmm. We're supposed to see it at this pace. And I'm like, huh. That is it. I'm like, that, that guy kind of looked, hmm. And there's a lot of missing men. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, God, they kind of look like the men that Sandy was being introduced to. Mm-hmm. But the scene is so fast. Yeah, you don't really catch it. That I, I file it away, but I'm I'm like there because it was the there was one where it was like it was like missing for two weeks or something, and it was the thinner man, and that was the one that really caught my eye. Mm-hmm. And I'm still again going through the microfiche, and then again the ghosts, the faceless men are coming after Ellie, and it escalates pretty damn quickly in the library. How much did you want that scissor to actually smash Jocasta in the face? And this is it. Like <laughs> you kind of saw it happening, right? Like it, it's one of those. So when she's running through the library and she's bumping into people or, or getting away from the ghosts, but when it's like they go from ghosts, but then you, you have the camera angle of her running away. They're not the ghosts. They're people. Yeah. I'm like, oh no, because she's whole running again, running with scissors. Scissors. <laughs> I'm like, this is she's. I'm like, no, Ellie can't. You know, you can't do this. Yeah. We we love Ellie, and <laughs> she can't kill someone thinking it's a ghost. Yeah. So when she sees the ghost and she has the scissors, and all of a sudden the sand comes up and stops. I'm like, oh, thank Christ. Even if it was. Her name, Jocasta. Yeah. So you know, close. Good for John for sticking by Ellie this entire time. Yeah. Right? Good guy. Like, he, he didn't think she was crazy. I mean, no. if he did think she was crazy, he supported everything she was doing. And, and I like just, how there was, a lot an reason, there was a reason behind it, too. It's like, my aunt believes in some crazy fucking shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, whatever you're going through, I get it. I may not believe you, but let's yeah. get through this. Yeah. yeah. That he was actually a stand-up guy. Like, even yeah. when, like, when he drank the Coke that said Ellie, and then, yeah. you know, the next day or day or two later, he gives her the can of Coke back, and it says, sorry. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, he's actually a nice guy. Yeah. I was waiting for the shoe to drop the entire film. Like, hey, when's he going to turn to a douche? Right? Like, promising young women with uh, oh, Bo Burnham, yeah. same thing. I'm like, oh. Yeah, and no, wasn't. I ex- yeah, I expected that. And then, you know, again, she's wigging out, and I guess she was late for her shift, and she's running away from, but two things, and, you know, she goes to the bar. And again, like, how much more creepy and ominous can we get with this douchebag older guy? Yeah, assumes to rent the entire bar downstairs, 
and playing oh, you've the got song a Eloise. There's a customer waiting for you. Yeah. Like, what? How did how did this just happen? And she goes down there and she's freaking out because like it's basically her and just this older creepy ass dude. You know, again, oh, I play I'm playing your song, your name, you know, blah blah blah. And she's recording the conversation cuz she's expecting and you know, we're getting pulled in. He's saying the right things about yeah. Sandy, right? Mm-hmm. And he he's leaving, and she runs after him, and they have this bit of Oh, a- no, before that, when she accuses of him of killing Sandy, he fires back saying, no, Alex killed them. Yeah. Is that what she said? That's what he, he said, said to her. That's what he said, yeah. Yeah, and then walked out. So that's what, at that moment, you're like, oh, wait, he's not Jack. Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, and that's it. Like, it, I was so fucking sure. Yeah. You know, it's it's like, wait, what? So he walks, and of course, she chases after him, and every goddamn time, why do people have to walk out onto the middle of a street to carry on a conversation? So we can have moments like this. Because, and this is it. So, you know, she's making, yeah, again, accusations are flying and she's got it all kinds of wrong, but we We are kind of realizing it, but not really. And he decides to continue the argument standing in the middle of the street. And then all of a sudden, he gets hit by a car. Of course he does, because... Why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't someone go out to the middle of a street to art, to yell at someone else? It just don't we all do that? Obviously, it happens. <laughs> you know, again, it's one of those things where it's how like, also get my point across without going to the middle of the street and yelling at someone. I mean, and you're not even paying attention to traffic. <laughs> no. Wouldn't you not just kind of look from time to time? Well, and the other thing too is like he's been standing there for a while before he gets hit too, right? Like, yeah. Don't you think? Like, what was that taxi not, driver doing? No. Was he on his phone or something? Like, I mean, the driver <laughs> should have seen him. Yeah, it's kind of just you'd there. think. <sighs> but I'm still okay with that <laughs> because then Carol, it was Carol, right? The the bar owner. Yeah, comes out and you know, all of a sudden, we find out that oh, his name is Liz. He was. His name is Lindsay. Yeah. It's not Jack? No, it's Lindsay. It's Lindsay. What do you mean it's not Jack? What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean it's Lindsay? <laughs> what? Going, what? What do you mean it's not Jack? And, you know, he's a cop or an ex-cop, yeah, yeah. ex-vice. Used ex-vice. Yeah. ex-vice. Used to work the red light district. Used to the work day. the red light district. And we hear red light district and yep. just... Flashback to that scene, the end, the last guy who says he's the one that says, what was your, what's your real name? name? Yeah. You know, I can get you out of here type thing. Mm -hmm. You know, he was trying to help Sandy. It turns out. So that, that's awesome. We don't know if he died or not. I'm assuming he did, but. That was a lot of blood. There was a lot of blood, but. Like on his face. 
oh, his hair, like the gray yeah. hair is flipped over on the yeah. street and all this blood is right there. It was amazing. <laughs> so, yeah. So, oh, we were all kinds of wrong on that. All kinds mm-hmm. of wrong. I like it when and, I'm wrong. I love it when I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Me too. The, uh, and Even better is when it makes sense too. It's not like one of those... Yeah. When you're that wrong, happens it's just like, for the sake of having a twist. It's like, yeah, it's like yeah. I'm wrong. I didn't get it, but this is perfect. Yeah, yeah. This makes and total sense. It, it does make total sense. It wasn't one of the again. It's not one of those things where, oh, I need a twist in the movie, so yeah. we're gonna make sure that this makes zero sense. Yeah, yeah. and say just so we can just shock and subvert expectations. It's this guy, you know. Yeah. That was like Scream Three, Scream Four. <laughs> You know, it's it's this guy who you didn't even know existed, but now we're going to make him exist. Yeah. And he's somehow no. relative now. Right? <laughs> so many things. And she, so, you know, things are, are starting to not make much sense for her. And, you know, Sean, fi- or Sean, John finds her again. Well, before that, she she calls Grandma and says, I, I need to come back home now. Well, yeah. And I mean, Grandma a few yeah. times has said, you know, and this is how good he is because I thought for a brief moment that before we knew he was Lindsay, mm-hmm. that perhaps Lindsay had something with grandma or, or I thought maybe there would be something more with grandma. Oh, I don't know what? Okay. Yeah. But I, cause he's like, you look familiar. And this was before like, to me, you know, he, he, you know, and again, it goes to, you know, when Where he her saw mom, the, the dress and the, the drawing and stuff. Yeah. And her mom had gone to London and, you know, she made it a point of saying she never knew who her father was. And mm-hmm. I don't know, there was, there was like that, that small red herring that yeah. made me think maybe grandma and him or her mom or, you know, something, there was a connection there. Mm-hmm. There wasn't, but I'm just saying it was a nice little red herring to make you think maybe there was something that you were missing, but you weren't, but you thought maybe there was. I know, right? And and Sean finds, so John, I don't know why I want to keep calling him Sean. John finds her and she's like, I, I got to get my stuff. And again, it's after eight. So for whatever reason, she's like, you stay in the car. Well, before that, she's like, you know, he offers her to, to drive her home because grandma can't come right away and she's grandma's gonna try and find someone to drive that night and then she has oh you have a car it's like yeah how else do i get from south london, from south from london. South london. <laughs> that was that was a great little I, I liked that i don't know i just assumed like he lived in the building or whatever i yeah, didn't really, yeah. like the the fact that no he actually did commute from south london to north london yeah it's kind of funny but yeah so he takes her home to, to get her things but she wants to talk Oh, before she even goes in, she's like, you know what? Maybe after 15 minutes, if I'm not out, I'm in because I'm probably going to be like wigging out here. And that's exactly, you know, I, I'm thinking, you know, she's going to go to her room and Something it's going to get all hairy carry yeah. is, is, you know, but she goes to Mrs. Collins. 
because she she she's very apologetic and and she yeah, feels she made a really point saying, I'm not going to that person who leaves in the middle of the night, even though she did it at her dorm. Yeah, and that was that. a great. It was I'm I'm not that person that leaves in the middle of the night as she leaves the next scene in the middle of the night from her door. Again, brilliant writing, mm-hmm. you know, on on Edgar Wright's part, and you know, Miss Collins as she's like, oh, would you like a cup of tea? Right then, then I'm like, oh, that's a red flag. Red yeah. flag. Nope. And she's like, oh, some of your mail got mixed up with mine, and I saw this coming. Ish, mm-hmm. I had a feeling. That that's who it was. So as she's flipping through the mail, right right before she gets hers, she she kind of sees it, but not really. And it isn't until they're sort of talking that it goes back to one of the envelopes, and the envelope says Alexandra Collins. I'm like, oh, she's Alex. She's the, I was thinking Alex was a guy. I'm like, no, Alex girl killed them. I'm like, oh, fuck. And, and then when she tells her, drink your tea. And then she drinks it. I'm like, oh, no, come on, girl. I was thinking the same thing. I, I was thinking the same thing. So I, I, I had that feeling that maybe Miss Mrs. Collins was Sandy, but I wasn't 100% sure. You know, I had a vibe, but that was about it. So again, it wasn't like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. But it worked so well. And then we get to hear Mrs. Collins say, well, you're not wrong. Sandy did die that night. That hundred times. Right. And you, you get the flashback, you get, you get that again, but instead of Jack stabbing her, (laughs) we, we see again, the, the, her swatting him away, her, her scraping his, Face. But what we didn't see the first time round that we saw then, it's when he had the knife, she chose to grab the knife with her bare, like grab the blade of the knife. Yeah, because she shows the scarf first. Scarf, right. And it indicates, so she grabbed the knife that way. And it was her that stabbed him a hundred times. A <laughs> hundred times. Basically, for every guy, he forced her. To sleep with. That's a lot of stabbies. It is. But I think that was the end. Because she said, like, again, so we get these, the flashbacks again. So when we realize it was Sandy that stabbed Jack and killed Jack, you know, she said she wasn't wrong about someone dying. But also, Hmm. you don't know what's in the walls. And that's or the floorboards. When, or the, so basically, <laughs> now we're seeing the guys who say, oh, that's such a nice name, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, and Sandy kills them. And she also and, explains that the reason why they're faceless is because that's how she survived those times. Is she had to make them faceless. Exactly. That's how she pictured them. Because the, it, she wouldn't have been able to deal at mm-hmm. all otherwise. And once she, she killed them, they went into the floorboards of that apartment of that complex. They they went into the walls. They that they that's why Ellie saw all of these faceless creepy and ass the, ghosts. And these weren't bad ghosts. They were, as you see, Larry. They were trying to get her to help. Yeah. 
right. asking her for help. That's all they but, wanted through the whole time. They just <laughs> wanted some help. Oh. And that's and and I don't even know who I felt sorry for. I know, right? Like that's how good the writing was because you you sympathized so much with, with Sandy about being manipulated and and yeah. being put under control of this guy that she couldn't really escape from you you feel bad for ellie because all ellie wants to do is help like even when mrs collins is telling her all this mm-hmm. ellie is like it's okay yeah i'm you know i'm not judging you i don't yeah. blame you you know even after she stabbed john downstairs right <laughs> and that's the thing like it's it's absolutely unbelievable that you can actually feel sorry for Sa- for Mrs. Call. I'm not even going to call her Sandy at this point. You feel mm-hmm. sorry for Mrs. Collins. You feel sorry for Ellie. You feel sorry for the faceless ghosts who just want to rest, really. Mm-hmm. That's that's what we're getting at here. You feel really sorry for John because poor guy. So as she's saying all this and she's explaining what's happening, Mrs. Collins basically says, well, don't worry, honey, I'm not going to stab you. Yeah. <laughs> It'll make, you know, everybody already thinks you're crazy. Yeah. It'll be like you offed yourself, you know, you OD'd on something, you know? Mm-hmm. And of course, that's when Ellie's brain clicks And even though, and this is the, she's just been poisoned. Yeah. And she still has empathy for Mrs. Collins. Yeah. <laughs> like, What? That's just a, a, a really great young human being there, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so when John comes in and he's, you know, banging on the door trying to get to Ellie and Ellie's, it's like a, it's, she was getting sick to her stomach and, and Mrs. Collins is like, here, no, lay here, be comfortable as you die. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll grab my knife and answer the door. And stab your boyfriend. Right. And like during because Ellie did try to stop her and during that very short struggle ashtray with the lit cigarette. Yeah. Why you don't smoke in bed kids. Flies and lands in A the albums <laughs> with Dusty Springfield right there. Yeah. Which is great. Again I, I can't say enough about the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he did it yet again Music to movies, just brilliant. And she goes and she stabs poor John. It's you just gotta feel bad for the guy. Yeah. You know, and Ellie's trying to I, I don't what she she was because again the place is sort of on fire, but Mrs. Collins is stopping her from I guess just yeah. going outside. Yeah, so she tries to go upstairs because she knows the landline up in her room can make emergency calls. Right. That's what make, so that's why right. she's trying to get to the room. So she she she's running up there and then the uh, you know, they're they're gra- like the coming ghosts, from the walls, yeah. The go- like the hands and the out of the bed and grabbing her and holding her down, like they're holding her down. Yeah. Dot dot dot. But wait. The one like, from by the phone. Right, and that's just it. The phone he's for just her. trying to grab the phone. He, he's, you know, hands her like is handing her the phone, and they're then they all start saying, "Help us!" Yeah, 
Yeah. Help us. And then they say, kill her. You need to kill, kill her. her. <laughs> kill her. Help us and kill her. Which, okay, I don't necessarily disagree-ish. Yeah. Because, again, I kind of like... kill a bunch of people. <laughs> were they the greatest people on Earth? No, but... Yeah. Uh, I know, murder. it's just such murder a... Murder. Yeah, murder is murder. I guess. So And, and she and did stop it. John, and John's a good guy, so... Yes, and that's it. So... <laughs> There And that's basically what allows me to let the rest of this happen, which is, <laughs> you know, all these these faceless dead dudes took advantage in, in the most awfulest ways. But what did John? John, John, John did nothing. Absolutely nothing. The so, only thing, okay. bad thing he did was drink the can that's had Ellie on it. Ellie on it, yeah. Definitely doesn't deserve to be stabbed for no. that. No. Definitely not. So... Mrs. Collins makes it upstairs, but then there's like this change of heart. You know, like she sort of allows Ellie to leave. Uh Yeah, because she changes back to Sandy at that point because she's like, she hears the cops outside. Mrs. Collins goes to slit her own throat. Yeah, because she goes, I'm not going to go to prison. Like, there's. Yeah. Ellie stops and says, no, it's okay. Like, you don't need to do it. You don't need to do this. And then, like, instantaneously, she turns back into Sandy. And you're just like, what? And that, exactly. Like, it's, which, again, you you want to not like a murderer. Yeah. <laughs> but you, But, like, like we, saw, we saw the Sandy we saw at the beginning of the movie. Right. Right? Like, we saw... We didn't see the Sandy that got corrupted and screwed over, literally. And... Yeah. But we saw that innocent Sandy from the beginning going, you're right. It is okay. I... We're done. I'm I'm gonna sit here. I'm done. I'm I'm okay. Yeah. I'm gonna be here. I'm gonna go down with the building. (laughs) So, Yeah. And then the freaking fashion okay. show. Right? So then, like, it basically, it, 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 the whole fade to black, and I was hoping there was an extra scene after this, because I'm yeah. like, oh, help me God, if he does this, I'll be so mad. <laughs> you know? So, you know, you don't, it feels like maybe only a couple weeks, a month or so has passed, probably. Yeah, it's probably, like, mm-hmm. end of like semester. her hand, because her hand still is still wrapped. Right. It's her obvious, hair colors back. It's not blonde anymore. But it, it's obvious John is still hurting. You know, I mean, he was yeah, stabbed in the stomach. gut, right? Like, why wouldn't you hurt? And you know, her her fashion, the fashion show from the school, you know, featuring those that sixties feel with a bit of a twist. Like there was some extra stuff going on on the garments. And good old Grams, Grams and John are in the audience clapping away. Yeah. Hooray, hooray. <laughs> and, you know, she's she's sort of looking in the mirror and she sees her mom. And that was sort of a, a semi-reoccurring theme with her and her grandma. Just grandma kept at, like, do you still see her? Have you seen her lately? Yep. Just little, little things and... You know, when Grandma and John come backstage and they're all like, oh, you know, she's because she sees she had seen her mom in the mirror 
But then Grandma and John come and, you know, Grandma says, oh, your mom would be so proud. And her sort of saying, I think she would be because, you know, she saw the image of her mom smiling in the mirror. So it seems like mom's proud. And you expected when she looked back at the mirror that it would be her mom. Mm -hmm. But it's not her mom. It's Sandy. And what does she do? And this is why I said at the beginning, what does she do? She goes to the mirror and taps it. And again, because I caught it at the beginning, right? And then I caught it there. And I'm just curious. It's like the on-off switch. A transition. Um, like I, I release it, you at the end. Is it? Is it an I release or, you? Or, or is that Sandy's now living through Andy uh, or Eloise, right? Yeah. Her her dreams and aspirations yeah, and flipped. things like that. Sure. Yeah. They're they're more of it's more of a transition between the two. Mm-hmm. You know, like if because to me, Sandy's always going to be there now. Um, yep. The question is: is is it would it ever be possible for the transition to, to happen again, so to speak. Right. But yeah, the the little tap at the end and so good. Then the credits and then, you know, the 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 bills of, of Soho, which again Yeah, I loved I so loved good. The, this just the quick landscape in between. That was great. Yep. So subtle but so effective. And I realized while I was watching that end credits, I'm like, this is the second consecutive movie that Edgar Wright has done where the movie is based off a song and he plays that song at the end credit. Because right. he did it for Baby Driver and, and I did it for this one. And it's funny because it wasn't until the end song was playing because the the, the title can be read mm-hmm. two different ways. You know, it's Last Night in Soho. Yeah. Or last night in Soho. Yeah. So it's, like it could be it, the last night or it was just last night. Exactly. Yeah. And and that's it. So throughout the movie, we're sort of getting Sandy's last night in Soho. Mm-hmm. But at the end, it's the reflection of Ellie's, well, last night in Soho. Yeah. Such a good title. Such a, like everything. <laughs> I, I can't. It's so good. So good. And I mean, I don't know if this movie would be for everyone. If you're um, an Edgar Wright fan, you will absolutely love this film. Perhaps. I don't know. Like, I love Chris Briggs. I, I yeah. really enjoyed it. Like, I don't know if Chris would enjoy it the same way I did. I mean, mm-hmm. he said he liked Baby Driver. He liked it? Oh, come on. No. Baby Driver was freaking amazing. Again. Start to finish. Absolutely. And and when you can actually make music a physical character without oh it being God. a character. Yeah. <laughs> right? So and good. again, so putting music to his movies, having the right song play at the right scene at the right time is one thing. Mm-hmm. Creating it and it being a character is something yeah. completely different. But And he did it again in this movie where it was just the right song, right place, the perfect spot for it, the right time. Like there was so much right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I see what you did there. Oh, thank you. <laughs> 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 
that was completely unintentional. <laughs> Actually, it was. No, it 